Ladies and gentlemen, men and women, children of all ages, you're about to experience the opportunity to get in on the conversation. So do me a favor, join the conversation as you're about to step into the world of conversations about dot, dot, dot. I hope you enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Conversations About Dot, Dot, Dot. This will be one of my solo episodes, but this week I get the honor to interview Miss Crystal Farmer. She is a new author coming on the scene with a really awesome book that I got to see on Instagram, and I'm going to be picking up my copy, and I hope that you all will join me in picking up a copy from her as well. Crystal, would you please introduce yourself to the people? Hey, everybody out there um, in the virtual world. Again, my name is Crystal, and I'm extremely excited to be on the podcast with Mr. Holland. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Crystal. I appreciate the opportunity to interview you as well. Uh, now, Crystal, just so the people that may be wanting to get to know you, because that's kind of the way we roll on this podcast. I mean, if I'm talking to people, I want people to get the chance to get to know you a little bit. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where you grew up, you know, some things that inspired you. We do geek on this podcast. So if you want to talk about stuff that you enjoyed from geekdom growing up, different movies, TV shows, stuff like that, you can talk about that. Okay. And then kind of where that took you as of now. Okay, so, well, pretty much, I got my start, well, first off, I'd like to say that I grew up on the south suburbs of Chicago. Okay. And that's pretty much, that atmosphere kind of, like, catapulted me to where I am now in life. I uh, started early um, in school at Carl Sandburg um, out of Harvey, Illinois. And I remember my teacher wanted me to read a little portion in the uh our our book for for our lesson and mm -hmm. our story during our story time we read the lion and the mouse i don't know if you all are familiar with that story but it's an awesome children's story and like i said i was very young and she had me read it and she had me read the mouse part right so okay. i read the mouse part and that landed me in my first very first acting role in kindergarten <laughs> playing the mouse <laughs> in the lion and the mouse so not only am i a, a writer but i got my first uh dibs and dabs into the art world just okay. by acting so i'm an i act i'm a huge movie buff my favorite um movie movie buffs that i like to you know i guess be like a critic at <laughs> i like uh let's see suspense i love like uh crazy mind bending cycle you know uh so like i said right, suspense um anything that's anything that has me thinking you know so that's pretty much that okay yeah, so acting music uh now that i'm older i kind of got a little um niche for create which i really am trying to get into aside from the writing portion of my life Okay, that's really cool. That's really cool. Now you mentioned the lion and the and the mouse. If I'm not mistaken, that's an old fable, uh, originally uh -huh. correct. Where you have the story of the lion. The lion has the thorn in its paw, and mm -hmm. the, the lion's hurting and he's threatening a lot of other animals. So then the mouse kind of goes over and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna pull this thorn out for you. Uh -huh. At some point, you owe me a favor." And so it's kind of that idea. Is that I'm, I'm trying to make sure I remember that story. 
You know, it's been so long ago, but if I could probably uh, refresh my memory, the lines that I had to speak was, uh, let me clear my throat, because it was a really high-pitched, you know, line that I had to, you know, (laughs) get through. So it was, chew and nibble, nibble and chew, mousing around, it's fun to do. Oh my goodness, that's cool. I'm pretty sure it was much more high-pitched, you know, than as playing a small mouse, but yeah, I had to chew. I had to chew through the lion. He was in a net. Oh, right. And I guess. Trap. Uh huh. Okay. There right. We go. Uh-huh, it, so it, I, I guess. That's really cool. That's really cool that you not only that that impacted your life and got you involved in the writing and acting, but more importantly that you remember yeah. you remember that moment and it was involving reading. Yeah. So that was really cool. So oh, yeah. we're going to continue on. We're going to ask a couple other questions. Now, you mentioned suspense movies and things like that. Are there any particular movies, for example, that you find really suspenseful? For me, I know I think like The uh, the Bone Collector is a movie okay. that goes on that, down that theme. Or uh, I'm trying to think of other suspense type movies and things like that. But what are your favorite kind of suspense, uh, psycho, dramatic thriller type? Well, I have so many I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Um, uh, I can't think of anything because I watch so many different kinds of TV shows and movies. Okay, okay. You know, uh, but I would say that one of my favorite writers as well as directors is Shonda Rhimes. I am a huge Grey's Anatomy. I'm a huge when Scandal was popular. That mm-hmm. was my thing. And ex- and especially how to get away with murder. And I just think oh. that the acting that goes mm-hmm. on in there and the storyline is just like perfection. I discovered Viola Davis through watching oh, yes. how to kill how to how to how to get away with murder. And then seeing oh, her movies like Suicide Squad, seeing her in movies like Fences. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that whole line, you know, where her and Denzel are having that argument, and she looks mm. at him and says, "You know, you think you are there the whole time by yourself? I was right there in the thick with you. I was at the yes. fire with you, and I stuck yes. by you because I loved you." And I'm just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like Viola Davis brought, like she came to play. And like, yeah. you know, you can't, you know, and I understand Denzel was, and of course I know they had done that on Broadway as well together, but you can mm-hmm. tell that they not only had a real passion for the project, but they wanted to bring reality to it. And that was really neat. So yeah, I love, yes. uh, and then of course, Carrie Washington and Scandal. I remember seeing people set up Scandal parties. Oh God, yes. <laughs> and, you know, they go, like you have different people coming over at different houses and watching Scandal and then they get on Facebook <laughs> and talk about the episode they just watched. I'm like, dude, this show is, you know, gone nut burgers uh-huh. in a good way. And I mean, it was together. So I mean, hey. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, also too, like just to mention movies, I don't, I know that you're into like geek stuff. I think Stranger Things is right along. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> We've not had that episode yet, but that's coming. So yeah, we're going to... Oh, it's so good, things. Mr. Holland. I, I I urge you, I encourage you to get in it. <laughs> I, I've seen... Well, here's the thing. I've watched all the seasons that have been available. And of course, I know we're getting a season four uh, uh-huh. where they basically hint to the... They hinted at the very end of... Okay, I have to put this out there. Spoilers, if you've not seen the end of Stranger Things, first of all, yes. watch this. Go watch Stranger Things, then come back. Yes. First yes. of all, go watch it. It's one of the greatest slices of life for the 80s. 
and yes. 80s movie. If you loved The Goonies, if you love um, Indiana Jones, if you love more of the mystical side of things, but also just oh, the yeah. fun of like, you know, a pretty and pink even, because that's in there too. You know, there's so many different things. Uh, Jaws, if, you know, there's Empire Strikes Back. There's all sorts of stuff from geek pop culture that's in that show, and they managed to mm-hmm. explain it really well. Watch that show, and then come back to because <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're talking about Crystal today. And so, <laughs> right, right. You know, I told you I'm a huge movie buff. I told you. Yeah. We don't want to. We don't want to go too far off the track. I but know. I know. <laughs> watch Stranger Things, okay? Right, right, uh, exactly. Go do that. Netflix. We could use the sponsors. We'll we'll we'll, we'll take the sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, Stranger Things is a wonderful series. Uh, you're definitely on my wavelength there, for certain. That one, just for the way the characters are, I love, uh, and I can't think of the little black boy's name that's in it. Lucas. Lucas, I, I love I don't, Lucas. I don't, know who, I don't know his real name, but I know that his name on the show is named Lucas. Yeah, I love his sister and how we go from kind of the sister who starts off in the first season. She's kind of just there. And she's not really playing any part in it, but then she slowly gets more and more involved. And by season three, she's all over season three. She she yeah. literally steals every scene she's in. She did. She really took over. And I, and I think that I like how they gradually added her in. You mm-hmm. know, as first, especially you know how she came in, you know, with the you know strong, you know, black lead in a sense, mm-hmm. and they they brought they brought that in very gradual. So you know, I like that. It was very subtle and strong at the same time. Mm-hmm, definitely so so we're gonna go ahead and jump out on the first break real quick and we want to come back and talk about uh miss crystal's journey into writing i don't know why i said miss crystal miss farmer's journey into writing uh and really just talk about what got her down that road what got her down that path and then we're gonna we're gonna continue on so after these messages guys we'll be right back all right And we're back. So we've geeked out about Stranger Things. We've geeked out about other stuff. And so now we're going to really sit down and talk with uh, Crystal Farmer concerning what got her on the path to writing. Okay, so in essence, if you're put in a play, and I've did, I've done musicals, I've did, you know, uh, in musicals, I, I've done working, I've done fame, I've also done children's mm-hmm. plays, right? So children's, when you are, when you're an act, an an actress and you are performing for the kids, I do not know what greater joy that has brought me besides having Mm -hmm. my own children, but being an artist and actress on that stage and getting the real authentic feedback from those kids really did something to my, like, soul. Because the thing about kids, because they are so honest and that they are so Mm -hmm. innocent, they did not pull back at all when I was on that okay. stage. If they didn't like something, they told you. If they loved it, they let you know. You know, so that's what really I want to say moved me into the wanting to write. Why not write or create something of your own if you're just going to keep auditioning for something that you may or may not like? So if I don't like it and they don't choose me, why not create a story of my own and put myself mm-hmm. in it? So I've done that. And that's also bring me to 
you know, liking to do short films and creating, just creating, just being creative. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's okay. That. So, Crystal, now we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. I like to call this on the show the point of going down a slightly different interstate. I always know how to get back on the main road, but I've got a detour for a minute. You mentioned fame. Go for it. Okay, and so fame. I grew up watching Fame, the show. And I didn't realize for the longest time that it was on Broadway, that it was in plays, it was a play first. I didn't understand the inspiration about it. All I knew is that Debbie Allen would have that speech at the very beginning about how, you know, you're gonna work. You're gonna gonna give your blood, you're gonna give everything you have to make the best performance ever. And so talk to me a little bit about Fame. Talk to me about how you got involved in that. Talk about some things that maybe, uh, how do I say you got involved in fame? So we talk about what you got into, but also just the experience of being in a play that transcends, really, I, I feel like it transcends race. It transcends a lot of political areas and stuff like that, because it deals with a lot of different things in inner cities and things like that. But it also looks at advantages versus people who are just being judged based on what they can do. Okay. Well, okay, so Fame, I played Mabel Washington. Uh-huh. Mabel Washington, her character, she was considered to be the, I want to say, not offensively, but the more thicker side, the, the heavier female okay. of the performing arts school. You know, performance arts, you know, it consists of music, dance, and acting, uh-huh. right? So in her case, you know, she wanted to be like, you know, in dance and performance arts, but you know, she kind of struggled with her, you know, <laughs> her outer appearance and having to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. But within that light, she was able to overcome all of that and still press forward, especially like you said in the beginning, how Debbie Allen, you know, expresses. And I really love the fact that you mentioned that because that I remember in doing the musical is the hardest profession in the world hard work that was one of our songs Mm -hmm. so with that being said that even put a seed inside of me to let me know that no matter what i do it's going to require hard work so Mm -hmm. i do i i appreciate my uh just to let you all know i did that uh high school year 2000 yep that was my first musical that I have done outside from, you know, like doing the regular, you know, church plays and stuff like that. But, you mm-hmm. know, so I did The Lion and the Mouse and then I went from in junior high school and then high school was when I actually realized, okay, this is who I am. This is what mm-hmm. I love to do. You know, yep. Okay. Well, that sounds really cool. And, you know, it's interesting too when you talk about the hard work aspect and you talk about the fact that, you know, we, I remember growing up and being told you can do anything you wanted to do. Right. If you want to do it. Okay. And while I appreciate that piece of advice, I feel like the part of that that was missing around me, at least, was if you're willing to put in the work to do it. Right. Absolutely. You know, no one's going to hand you a script and say, I want you to play X or Y character in this play. Mm-hmm. No one's hand you a football scholarship and say, I want you to play for me. Mm-hmm. Not to put in the work so that somebody looks at the work you're producing and says, I want that here. 
whether it's on a job, whether it's in writing, whether it's on the stage, whether it's on the football field, the basketball court, wherever you're going, you're going to have to put in the work to make this happen. And so it's really cool to talk about how that inspired you as an actress as well as wanting to become a writer as well. So that's really cool. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm going to ask another question here slightly. I'm getting back on the man road, but we're still kind of... Go for it. Go for it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying myself, and I hope that you guys out there are enjoying this conversation as well. I, I appreciate that greatly. You have no idea how much of my day is made when I hear somebody say that I appreciate the conversation. So, uh, <laughs> Awesome. The movie Cats recently came out. Okay. And you've been involved in a few plays and things like that. Um, and now there's this debate that's been going on for a while of should we be adapting musicals and should we be adapting uh, stage plays into theatrical releases? And so I just want to hear your viewpoint kind of on that. Oh, okay. I think it's great. Okay. I think, I think it's absolutely great because it gives... Like, for instance, The mm -hmm. Lion King, huge. Now, even though I know you asked me about plays, but still they did mm -hmm. a remake. I think it's wonderful. You know, I know if I had a piece of art or my product, you know, Tom McNulty and the Sugar Mutants, and if it, if it was considered a classic and someone wanted to redo it, then go for it. Okay. Go for it. Because I've learned that no matter what you do, if it if it's being reinvented just because i don't like it does not mean that the next person mm -hmm. won't now here's the thing some things ought not to be touched okay okay some things shouldn't just you know just leave it alone you know okay. <laughs> but but at the same time i think that we are getting used to the fact that they're mm -hmm. doing it they are remaking almost everything, and we just got to get yeah. used to it. I know. I just found out, apparently, Disney's next big live-action movie that they're wanting to do is a live-action version of Lilo and Stitch. And I'm kind of on that mm. camp of, I just don't know, guys. Like, <laughs> right. Lilo and Stitch is such a classic to my heart growing up. There are so many characters I identify, right. I identified with. I identified with Lilo because she was kind of that kid on the outside mm -hmm. looking in. She had her own way of doing things. And, you know, mm -hmm. other kids around her were called the popular kids that were doing their thing. And then she kind of did her own thing. And so I identify with her immediately based off of that. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of hard to replicate yeah. that magic in a different form. Now, I hope they do it well, okay. you know, because I want to see them do it well. But when it comes to stuff like that, remakes and uh you know, like there's like Cats coming out, for example. I know they did Rent as a film, you know, and things like that and, and, and different things. Yeah. So, it, you know, some, and you mentioned, and I'm going to ask this to follow up as well. You said that there are some things that just should be left alone. Is that yeah. something that should be left alone? Uh, okay, so they did, uh, oh, okay. So like, um, what was that? We're just talking about it. And we're like, no, we shouldn't do that. And I, like I said, I can't think of it off the top of my head because the moment I think about it, they've already decided to do it. Okay. So, <laughs> so you know, it's just like um, uh, I really can't think of anything at the moment. Yeah. If I think of anything, I'll definitely, I'll definitely say Sounds it. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> like I know right my now. mother, my mother and I grew up, and it was a movie 
that they would do, uh, and it's called Imitation of Life. And uh, there is okay. a moment in the movie where, of course, if you're not familiar with Imitation of Life, it was done back in the day where uh, you had a young lady who was half black, half white. And so she was trying to pass as white and so, okay. in the film. And so you see the mother is slowly dying. And of course, the thing that's really hurting her is the fact that her daughter won't come back into her world. She's trying to, you know, wow. reach out to her daughter because she's like, you know, there's so much I want to tell you, but you don't, you're not around. And then over time, things happen, oh, things happened, and then eventually the mama, the mother died. Well, then when the mother died, of course, all of a sudden the daughter found out. Well, of course, she'd been trying to pass as white this whole time. And so, like, at points, people started finding out, wait a minute, she's part black, wait a minute, that's her mother. She denied her here. Wow, wow. You see this moment and this this beautiful scene. The mother always said, she's like, I want to be taken to my grave in a horse drawn carriage. And so like hmm. this moment where the church that she went to and some people got together, they made sure that they had that horse drawn carriage paid for. And of course you have Mahalia Jackson and one of her, as far as I know, it's one of her only like movie roles, but she was out there strong. Wow. And like the girl comes up near the end and she's just like, mama, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, mama. I'm so sorry I didn't love you like I should have loved you, mama. Oh, wow. Sorry. That's heartbreaking. And it's like, somebody asked me one day, they said, well, you, could you see a remake? I said, I hope they never do. Wow. I hope they never do. And, and it's not that I don't think that they can have a group of actors and actresses that would do that justice. But I think the mm-hmm. world is different now to where right. trying to pass as black or white in that era would have been something that was prominent. I don't know that that's the story we would need to tell. So I feel like you almost changed the story of that piece. Wow. You move it to current era. So that's why I say I don't think you need to change it. I don't think you need, I think it just needs to be, you need to play it during Black History Month, every month, every year. (laughs) Because (laughs) town, that's when it played. It played on TV several times over the course of Black History Month. And I saw okay. the movies, and so that was the way I saw it. So every year, my mother would wake me up. She'd be like, "Come on, we're watching Imitation of Life. Let's go." And she'd go, "Okay, three in the morning. I'm just sitting there going, I need to go back to bed." <laughs> okay, okay. So that's an example yeah. of something I don't feel like anybody should touch or remake. So we want to take a break from here, and then we're going to come back, and we want to hear about these sugar mutants that that Crystal keeps mentioning. And so we're going to come All right. and we're going to get ready to let you just go right into that. So we're going to come back after these messages, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. All right. Listen, everybody, do me a quick favor. When you get done listening to this episode of Conversations About Dot, 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 do me a favor. Go check out Mythos Podcast done by the Rasco Brothers themselves. They get into geek stuff with them and their friends, and they talk about a lot of geek things. They talk about anime, Star Wars, you name it. They're going to talk about it. After that, do me a favor and check out the Crafting Cosplayers podcast, where she talks not only Xena, but she talks geek stuff as well. So go check both of those out for me. Those are some awesome podcasts that you need to check out. And thank you so much for continuing to rock with us here at Conversations About Dot, Dot, Dot. And go check those podcasts out as well. Thank you so much. And I'm sure they'll appreciate it as well if you follow them up. Take care.
we're back. I've got Crystal Farmer on the on the on the podcast with me today, and she's been talking with us about remakes. And we've talked a little about Stranger Things. We've geeked out about that, different shows and stuff. But now I want to give you to the meat of the message here. This is the meat of it. We want to let her speak about her book that she's got out there. So we just want to let you just talk it up, tell us all about it. So Crystal, go ahead. All right. So Tom McNulty and the Sugar Mutants is a book, a fun children's book on dental care. So if you ever, how about this? Let's play a quick game, guys, right? Rub it across our teeth. Feel that? (laughs) Well, I'm hoping you did not feel it. (laughs) But sometimes we have that fuzzy feeling feel up against our teeth, right? And that, my friend, is called plaque. Mm -hmm. And inside of that plaque is a bacteria called streptococci mutants. Look Mm -hmm. it up. I kid you not. Yeah, that's called streptococci mutants. And I figured, oh, my God, one day I was sitting with my husband. I said, that would be so cool if we took streptococci mutants and took it and made a book about it. Because the thing is, the bacteria, if you feel that fuzziness or that stickiness film on your Mm -hmm. teeth, and if you do not brush your teeth, that bacteria eats away the acid, eats away at your enamel the hard stuff, you know, the the, uh, the hard portion of your mm-hmm. teeth. And that causes tooth decay and cavities and, you know, if you're not flossing, you got all kinds of, you know, uh, things that you will have to run into at the dentist, you know. So we're trying to keep the children out of the dentist, you know, not more than what they're supposed to right. go. You know, you're supposed to visit the dentist, you know, twice a, twice a year and mm-hmm. then some, but, you know, not because, you know, they have these cavities and it got holes and that stuff can be extremely painful guys right. you know so i just would encourage everybody you know to pick up the book you know or do some research on the, the actual bacteria but in my case we call it uh the sugar mutants okay and we call it that because streptococci would be you know kind of hard for the kids to pronounce as they're reading the book and we don't want them to down because they can't pronounce the word however the the definition the, the definition of streptococci mutant is in the book that way still have that foundation and still have that knowledge to know that hey these sugar mutants are going to get you if you don't brush your right teeth. right yeah i was i was think i was telling you before we got started there was an old schoolhouse rock thing and uh, there is an old song, and it would be something like, they call me yuck mouth, cause I don't brush. And it's going through mm-hmm. the whole thing about tooth care. And so it's really pivotal, really. And it's funny that you mentioned it's a kid's book because that's something really pivotal for adults too, because it's building those habits that we need to take care of our teeth. Because as you grow up, you know, you right. really ought to get two set. You know, you get the first set when you're young and then they call those baby teeth. And then you get the bigger teeth. That's it. Like, unless you're getting, you know, unless you're getting those teeth that we dare not talk about that pop up in the backs about sometimes, you know, those wisdom, those quote wisdom teeth that, you know, don't feel so wise once they've been in there for a while and you have to get them pulled out and things like that. Uh, But you really think about tooth care and you think about, you know, sugar mutants. 
you know, well, most kids know what mutants are because of like stuff like the X-Men and things like that. You know, and then you say, well, sugar mutants, uh-huh. what's that? You know, and so you kind of get the sense that, right, you know, it's like right. it builds an intrigue, you know, for the kids to launch it. Then, like I said, once you start looking at the artwork and start looking at what's going on, just with a little bit of artwork I've seen on your Instagram page, uh, I'm just blown away. I'm just like, man, this looks so good. And I really, I'm I'm curious. I'm just like, I want to see what's going on in this book. Like, I know the end result is, hey, kids, you need to go to your dentist twice a year. You need to make sure to get those yearly, those uh, bi-monthly checkups or bi-yearly checkups. And, um, we're not bi-yearly. That's, that's every two years, so that doesn't work. So yeah, those two time of year <laughs> checkups uh, for you. Yeah, <laughs> you want to make sure you get those checkups, and then if you start feeling discomfort, you definitely want to see what's going on so you can prevent any further damage. Uh, right. But then also, it's not just about the sugar mutants. But then, of course, becomes the question: Well, what do you eat? What should you not eat a whole lot of? Should you be? Right. Should you make sure that you're eating stuff that helps your teeth, not stuff that hurts it? Right. I, I think right. really, and you know what it's 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 yeah it's it's absolutely you know amazing that you mentioned that I do have some tips from Tom in the back of the book that lets you know what to eat and what not to eat and how many times you should mm-hmm. brush your teeth you know and how many times that you should floss and you know because you definitely want to stay away from the over excess mm-hmm. of sugar because that causes tooth decay if you're not careful. You know, because even if you're brushing your teeth, not all of the bacteria is being brushed away because you just can't get to everything. Mm-hmm. But that's why we do brush our teeth to keep up and keep down the bacteria that's in our mouth. So mm-hmm. broccoli, go uh, Cabbage, go for it. You know, just eliminate some of the candy and if you're gonna eat the candy just make sure you brush your teeth that way you won't have to run into any tooth decay yeah. and the sugar mutants yeah. we dun, definitely dun. don't want sugar mutants kids you keep sugar mutants you right, know, right. these mutants are not like wolverine they don't have healing factors but they will mess up your teeth Right, right. So we want to make sure we stay away from super sugar mutants. So talk to me a little bit about now. Did you do the artwork for this? Did you end up hiring somebody for the right. art? Right, right. I like. I feel like he's itching to know about this artwork. Okay, so here it is, Mr. Tyrus Gauthier. He is a god of art. I'm telling you. I went searching all over the place on Instagram and Facebook, just social media in essence, looking for someone to deliver and to, well, I really wanted to do a book that represented our, you know, culture, Mm -hmm. uh, people of color, melon. So that was the idea because I realized, wow, there's not a lot of books, you know, in our libraries for our you know colored children mm-hmm. so not only are I able to come up with a concept and you know in dental care but I'm also mm-hmm. trying to promote you know that the fact that representation matters we okay. need to see more of our because I've got four right more of, of them in books TV shows movies you know, anything mm-hmm. that's positive, 
might right. I add, right? Because we got enough of the mm-hmm. silly stuff, right? So Mr. Tyrus Gaucher, he is an award-winning illustrator. He has done so, so much. And I believe, like I said, he is like, <laughs> no offense to you, I know you draw too, but I feel like awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, he's he's also on Instagram, uh, Tyrus T Y R U S Gaucher. Okay. Well, I'll say this. First of all, as an artist, I'm not jealous of another artist. Uh, I love to be inspired by whatever I see. So whenever I see something awesome, I want to find out who they are. Uh, but also, it's really awesome. important awesome. too that to me that. You know, you, you find that delivery system and you understand that there's, that there's one part is the story itself, but it's it's like a good, I'm going to describe it this way. It's like a good cheeseburger. Okay. If you take the best cheeseburger you've ever had and you take the best order of fries and, you know, you've got steaming cheese, mm. chili on them maybe, and then you got the soda, but you take mm. you serve it on a trash can. <laughs> It doesn't matter what the food is. If you serve it on a trash can, it's not quite as appealing to you as if you had it on a nice, clean, brisk, white plate. You know, so when you look for the delivery of your story, you have to say, okay, well, what kind of artist, what's the artist that I'm looking for that's going to deliver the quality of my story to the rest of the world? And so, you know, you know, so yeah, I mean, you find him out there and you say, hey, this is the guy I want to do it. You communicate with him. And that's yeah. something I would recommend to anybody that wants to write, that wants to produce something. You know, now me, I'm a silly dude because I draw. And so it's kind of hard for me to say, I want somebody else to draw something I can draw. And so I, I put it out there. So I'm the guy, it may take me six to eight months to get a book together because I got to draw it and write it. <laughs> you know? But if you've got somebody <laughs> that does the artwork and you've got the story, collaboration is key. It really is. Amen. And so Amen. you'd be amazed at what you could put out there when they've got the story and then they put their little nice little artistic twist on it. And then you come back and you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than I could have imagined it being, you know? And so that's vital. <laughs> exactly. And so. Exactly. But to- I definitely had to trust too. I had to put much trust in him because I'm not an artist. Right. So some of the things that he was telling me, like, no, this is not, this doesn't make any sense. You know, the people are not going to receive it the way I'm going to. Then we, you know, kind of bumped heads a little bit, but, you know, we got it, you know, ironed mm-hmm. out. But, you know, I, and I encourage anybody, you know, and you, you would know again better than I would because I don't draw. But I'm sure, you know, as an illustrator or a person that draws, sometimes it's hard to convey trying to say versus trying to draw. You get what I'm saying? Because like the things that he was telling me, I just couldn't, I'm like, no, it should be this way. He's like, wait a minute, didn't you? He's like, wait a minute, didn't you hire me? I'm like, yeah. He was like, well, you gotta trust what I'm saying because I am the you know the one that you came to and, you, and, he, and he's like obviously you came to me because you thought that I could deliver right and he was right and I'm just glad that I was able to humble myself and trust him in the process yeah yeah and that's something that I mean collaboration there's compromise on all sides because there's certain things especially you as the writer you want to make sure you get across and you say well no 
this has to be there. <laughs> you know? And then there are other things that's just like, you know what? Yeah, we can pull back on that a little bit. I don't need that in there as much right. as this. But I need to make sure this is in there, you know, for certain. And so that's really cool <laughs> to have those debates that work toward the goal, which is to produce the book that you have out now. Yes, yes. And so I am, I am so, this is really cool. This is really neat. So I'm going to wrap this up with you with this. Uh, Crystal, would you mind telling our wonderful ladies and gentlemen out there where they can find this book, where they can find you, where they can find also your artist as well. I know you mentioned it earlier, but we could just, we could always use another mention of the artist as well uh, and find you guys on the social medias and such. All right, so definitely you can email me at sugarmutants at gmail.com. Instagram, my name there is sugarmutants, <laughs> right? But if you want to order the book, you can go to crystaljfarmer.com. C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-J, farmer, F-A-R-M-E-R.com, as well as Amazon as well. Awesome. And then Mr. And then and then the artist, Mr. Tyrus Gauthier. I spelled his first name, but his last name is spelled G-O-S-H-A-Y. Tyrus Gauthier. Okay. Thank you. Good deal. Well, listen, uh, Crystal, I thank you so much for being willing to come on to uh, conversations about dot dot dot. And I'm glad you're willing to join me for the conversation. Uh, where we got to talk about your book and talk about your process and not only that but I mean, we got to learn some fun things about you as an actress and, and we got to talk about fame and we got to talk about stranger things yes. i mean you know yes. hey these are things i dig so i thank you so much for jumping in here with me and telling me about this awesome stuff you've done and above all else crystal uh, i hope uh that you and your family have a blessed new year. Uh, I'm going to do something here before we finish, fully wrap this up. If you could tell your kids, because you told me you have four kids, if you yes. could tell your kids something based on your experiences, just with putting this book together, what would it be? I am going to do a full circle here. And I always tell my kids, as we mentioned before, and those words are work hard okay all right That's well it. ladies and gentlemen you've heard you heard it right there that's the mic drop right there work hard uh get in there and dig in because that's how you want that's how you want to get it so crystal again thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with us i appreciate you being willing to do so and uh we, we hope right. you and, and thank you and thank you for having me on i i like i said i really enjoyed this conversation in the near future we can hook back up again and get it going right that'd be a good idea i thank you so much and i hope the people will take the time to go to the social media links go check out uh her book and go get that and uh go share that with your kids uh, because we want to make sure our kids are aware of their dental health and above all else everybody as always we sign this off this way and i do because i believe in it be blessed and be blessing to somebody guys take care